Top Flip Flops. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 83 of High Top Flip Flops. Shit, I think it might be 84. 84 of High Top Flip Flops. As always, this is Krish. I'm here with Nivek. And today we have an incredibly special guest. Today we have singer, songwriter, visionary, ragam expert, all-around incredible human being, Rolex Rasadi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. We hope the introduction, you know, did you justice. I'm sure there's a lot of other things that you encompass and that you are. Maybe we'll touch on them here and there, maybe, you know. Uh, as this episode goes on, but um, thank that you so beautiful. much. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad we're glad. We're glad. <laughs> you are joining us right now from from New York. Nivek, drop the drop drop that drop the accent again, please. Hey, I need some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> what are, what is, we're losing. What is it? I'm walking. I'm walking in. That's that's. Uh, we're that's losing all of. <laughs> Anyone who who's from New York who's listening to the show is uh, we officially lost the viewership, which is the goal, obviously. Um, but uh... listen, I love doing a good Toronto accent too, which I probably suck at. So try. Do it. I mean, okay. please, please, please lay it on us. Right now, really? If if you're up for it, I mean, you know, Nivek just you know mono okay. mono, right? Okay. Yo, guy, what are you saying, though? <laughs> <laughs> That's precisely what Nivek sounded like in fifth grade. So there you go. Oh, That's, very- <laughs> That's how I used to talk, actually. But <laughs> so we, you just proved how terrible the Toronto accent is. man. As in, like, not your impression, but that's people really speak like that. You know you what? Know? It's, yeah, it's, it's a point where I think there it has been bastardized to a point where I feel like your impression is a great bastardized version of it, which is like actually what right. I and I realized that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a good impression of a weird, you know, way that people talk. You know, why did you do that? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm no. sorry. I hope I didn't offend anyone. Like Toronto is like my heart and my home, so like I, I. I don't mean any offense. I, I think of course it is all out of love at of the course. end of the day. Of course, of course. <laughs> and like we said too, it's like it's very clear that the Toronto, the accent or the slang even has like has been uh, you could say co-opted. It got popularized, right, by like people like For Y'all Entertainment. You can even argue, maybe not in the greatest of way. You can even argue that like someone like Lily Singh even even kind of like uh, yeah. shown a light on it maybe in like in maybe not the most productive fashion uh, and that like what's that she really knocked it out of the park like <laughs> it's just uh it's it's some great sketch comedy that uh, you know sketch uh, comedy that's not sketch you know, comedy yeah exactly <laughs> um, but rolex recipe it has been um, a very long time that this has been in the making. So much has happened since I think the last time we tried to do this. You've obviously been continuing to make a lot of music. 
pre-March 2020, you were performing and you were making music videos and you were living your, your, your fullest kind of artistic life. Uh, obviously, things have changed very drastically within the, the, the past 12 months or pretty much about, you know, a year, a year into, um, you know, living through this pandemic. I, um, I imagine a lot has changed for you, but uh, I suppose our first question for you is um, what is something that's been uh, keeping you grounded lately? What's been something that's, that's helping you kind of work through these, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, uncertain times? Mm. yeah to be honest I feel like it changes so much it's been so long right and like at different times like I would have said like food honestly maybe food I like if I, and I don't think Chris like you're like the like base god like amazing cook but like I'm not like that I feel like I will go and get different types of food especially where I live in Queens it's just so diverse with the cuisines and stuff and I'm just like okay, this is the one thing that'll keep me saying, like trying different types of food. Yeah. And that's just like some level of comfort, um, you know, that I feel like it's very hard to find these days, right? Um, yeah. And variety and, you know, new experiences are hard to find. So I feel mm-hmm. like food has been one thing that's kind of in, in this like unanticipated way been kind of keeping things like fresh and cool. Do you currently have a favorite big bagel or sandwich that you go to bagel or sandwich there <laughs> right i was like because i'm from new york um <laughs> no no it's not it's not even like that it's not even like that because i personally have a bagel that i look forward to in the morning and i also have a sandwich that i go for i just assume other people do too you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no i i but, feel like i'm not very like particular <laughs> like, okay favorite bagel or sandwich okay i i feel like yeah i don't have a favorite like that but i do like a good like cold cuts like i feel like pastrami like oh yeah i'm living big if i'm eating that ghoul yeah that sounds great sorry please continue (laughs) um (laughs) yeah wait i didn't get that reference actually i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i just i regretted it as soon as i said it i was just like what up it's so stupid (laughs) it's just like a type of sliced meat that is it oh got it okay okay please continue no 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 it's okay delicious no no pastrami is great okay now that you say it though like a bagel with locks that Mm. is when you're living large and when you're living a good life is when you're eating bagel with locks so i feel like in an ideal Mm. world like that is my bagel oh man the cured salmon the cream cheese, the capers. I feel like it's the capers that we get right. over there. Incredible. Um, what, uh, you know what, actually, this is, this is a question that um, I, I'm certainly curious to know. What, um, what kind of, if at all, what kind of like, um, like Tamil, like stores, to, to what extent is there, like, is there even Tamil stores or restaurants in, in Queens? Yeah, to be honest, like, there's not a lot at all, like, and it's, it's not like there isn't a population here, but I think it's just not, um, it, it's definitely very small in comparison to Toronto, but sure. they're a little scattered, and I feel like there's not a super huge amount of, like, cohesion. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, in Staten Island, though, there is a street of, like, it's called Little Sri Lanka, and that oh, wow. is New York's Little Sri Lanka is in Staten Island, so but like it's an island so like you got to take a ferry to get there or you you know like you got to drive 
but it's worth the trek. One of my friends recently referred to it as like the pilgrimage system. <laughs> you go yeah. there to get kotoroti. You go there to like get all of this like food that like hits your heart. Like when yeah. I'm not able to go to Toronto, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, so Staten Island is where you can like really get this like full experience to get your idiopam, put the kotoroti, everything um in a proper type of way so yeah it is honestly like kind of like a pilgrimage i feel like when i can go with my friends and we went on that ferry over it's a very soulful experience it's very interesting that you say that because you know i always assumed staten island was just like you know home for just pure racism (laughs) but you're saying that you know there's like almost shops out there that's yeah the, I think the biggest group of Sri Lankan Tamil people and Sri Lankan people generally like live in Staten Island in New York. Like that's the biggest group of them. So it's, oh. it is what you're saying does exist there, but I think they're like in the South of Staten Island. And so they were, you know, kind of responsible for this, like first, like second, the second wave kind of starting up again. Right. Cause mm. those people, that is definitely a population that exists, but like, um, there's also like a lot of brown people and, and Sri Lankan people, I feel like in certain areas. Um, True. yeah. True. But, wow. That is, yeah. I, I think it's, it's always really, uh, I mean, especially for, you know, I'll speak for myself as like someone who's not super well-traveled and like not someone who's, uh, you know, quite truthfully, like taking the time to like really st- like study or learn about uh like Tamil diaspora in different parts of the world I'm like always very fascinated by thinking about you know Sri Lankan Tamil diaspora in in America especially just because of how vast it is and how spread out people are um obviously like the the ones the large groups always come to mind whether it's like in Toronto or Switzerland Swiss in Swiss Mm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or um, like England, Swiss. It's not Switzerland. People got it twisted. There are no Tamil people in Switzerland. The population <laughs> no, 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 is zero. No, no. <laughs> it's in Swiss. They're Swiss. Yeah, I don't know about that. But Swiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, I'm I I am curious to know in uh, you know in the travels that in the traveling that you've done for. Um, from making your art for performing like you shot a music video in Iceland if I'm not mistaken yeah um I assume that okay see here like my first thought is like oh yeah I assume there's no Tamil people in Iceland but I'm curious to know did you meet any Tamil people in Iceland oh (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) I I would have liked to I think like the first person to call her I saw I was like excited yeah it was like so that's kind of like, yeah, the vibe there is, <laughs> is not really a Tamil zone. So I feel like yeah. it was, um, yeah, when I went, it was myself, the person who shot it. Um, so the director, DOP, and then uh, the producer, Kiwi. Um, so the three of us were like, yeah, like people of color walking around looking very odd in this yeah. place. But yeah, but I mean, it is a beautiful place and a wholesome experience in that type of way yeah there was also another huge storm i'm saying this because <laughs> the last time i tried to be on this podcast there was a storm so yeah, yeah there was like an insane storm and in that video actually like you'll see me in certain scenes the wind is like blowing really crazy and that was because like literally like i thought my skin was about to rip off oh, from shit. how bad the wind was it was like 40 miles per hour maybe i'm exaggerating but to that level like it was it was really crazy um but it, it's a beautiful country and like the fact that all of that was like shot in like one 
country it just shows like how diverse um in terms of the land it is like mm. the, the nature and, and those types of things it's very diverse in that way so yeah. <laughs> diverse geographically so, Right, right, right. <laughs> Geographic diversity. That's important. <laughs> it is. It is important. Um, important. Did you, and was that, was that a decision that, um, I mean, I imagine you weren't forced to do it, but was that like a, was that um, an idea or, or a decision that, um, that you kind of made or you had when it came to, to shooting that, that music video? They're like, yo, there's all this beautiful geography in Iceland. Uh, why not go there to shoot? Yeah. Was that something that, that you had kind of thought of and conceived of for, for the music video? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that was an idea that kind of was like just born in my head. I mean, to be fair, there were these really beautiful videos taken in Iceland that preceded me, like uh, Justin Bieber, like I don't know if you heard of <laughs> Justin Bieber's um, I'll Show You was taken there. Okay. And there's a couple of videos that, were, that have been taken in Iceland that I was just like so mesmerized by. Mm-hmm. And I was this song like was being created and I there's just a lot of very like ethereal vibes in it and I was like what will be like I feel like it's such a like expansive beautiful place to be able to fit that the feel of that song and the vibe I was going for with the song so like it kind of just like happened and and like I mean I fully like executed this project I feel like kind of on my own like I was like okay mm. but then next step will I be able to afford these plane tickets and <laughs> like I was like yeah. and then it all it all just kind of happened um and yeah yeah that was a uh, very much I feel like generally all of my music videos like I, I'm I'm very hands-on it's not really that's great it, a lot of people I, I think maybe with Dravenin it's like it was there was definitely a lot of people who believed in each other and a team for sure um but I'm, I'm very hands-on and like to be like very directive with my projects like that so yeah yeah, yeah it's it's incredible it's a it was a uh yeah, really kind of, I think that was a big part of why I was, uh, I was curious to know is because it, it is like, uh, it is, um, it was unexpected, I think, in a lot of ways, and definitely like very surprising and kind of exciting. I should have uh, clarified this to listeners ahead of time. This is for Rolex Rasati's song, I Love the Way. This is a music video that we're referring to that is shot in Iceland. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I think you, you brought up um, the Robin and music video, which I think is very, is very different. It's unique and really fun in, in a very different way. Um, but I would, I would love to know how that, the kind of idea, I mean, um, what, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it shot in Toronto? yeah yeah okay. it was found true okay mm-hmm. i make that assumption because there are a lot of there are familiar faces in the video which is really right. cool um yeah. most of which or many of which come from from toronto um so yeah i would love to know how that came together where you kind of you you told this this very um specific story uh over the course of the video which yeah i'd love to know how that came together yeah i i wish i could pinpoint like this one I mean, I, I do remember, I do, I can pinpoint this, like, the moment that the song tune get, came in my head, like, it was literally, like, very weird times, and I don't, I'm not very intentional, I think, with my creative process, it's things that pop up in my head, and ideas right. that pop up in my head, so literally, it was, like, probably, I get a lot of ideas when I travel, so okay. this is when, actually, it was at my uncle's 50th birthday party at fucking like probably jasmine <laughs> banquet hall or some shit probably markham convention center okay and like i think i remember that moment like in exactly where i was standing when the tune was like birthed in my head and i was wow. like and so like it you know turned into a voice note i captured on my phone and that was the process of the of the song 
in terms of the video I think the video like I just had this like the lyric wise I was like this is going to be something that I feel like is it's going to be something that very that's very new and I feel like there needs to be like an epic type of storyline to fit that um especially like in in Tamil music I feel like there wasn't really this type of voice and this type of storyline and this type of plot this type of way of celebrating women yeah and I think that that's kind of where the storyline came through and I definitely had a lot of like very grand like ideas for it and and we like worked through worked through what was actually possible and um with again a very very limited team honestly um I like I'm I I'm so 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 thankful for the the director the videographer um uh, VMI images VM images uh Vithu and then and yeah and Mandeep um both of them together like literally the fire that you see in the back like they like dug that like put the stakes in the ground poured the gasoline lit up the fire and they had to shoot this video too like these guys worked so hard to like help bring this vision to life it was a whole it was a whole last project and it wasn't this big type of team that um I feel like people expected after seeing that video went into it so yeah again I think that was a video that I really think came together with the a lot of people power a lot of like people believing each other and having faith in each other so yeah the the video kind of just came through like that and and a big component I think of that was me being able to find an actor who would play this like fuckboy type of thing and I was like praying to God going through like God, please bring me a fuckboy in my, the one time I'm asking for it, right? And, like, <laughs> and, like, and somehow this guy literally is talking like in his captions. He's like, I love playing a villain. The villain is my favorite thing to play. I was like, yo, are you serious? Like, this is the best fit I could possibly. Wow. And he was down for it. And he like, you know, acted so well. And I'm, yeah, that was, <laughs> kind of a lot of different processes that just somehow god willing ended up working out you know damn thanks to god actually (laughs) that 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 video was so good it made me jealous because i wanted to be the scumbag that got oh my god why couldn't you tell me this beforehand i was like first of all he's wearing 10 chains i would love to wear 10 chains over a turtleneck (laughs) with a jean jacket over it like Perfect. To speak on collaborations too, something that, okay, one of my, I, I think on top of Robin, and I really like Nalla Pille, because I feel like you kind of came through with some bars on the song, which Ooh, we, had, we had heard, we had heard, we had seen to a certain degree, but I feel like this one was just like a little bit more upbeat. It also, it also wasn't necessarily, um, melodic in the same way that you know song like i love the way was or robin which is like like a dance something that's like more dancey more upbeat the song is like there's like this like it's got like this like like action action vibe to it you know <laughs> simply put where it's like very forward moving it's very action fast. action new, new word added to my vocabulary exactly. <laughs> um I, yeah that's like yeah uh but, sorry sorry but no 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 no, no. and I, and i'm and uh, i know that that uh that's also something that that's like a, more music that you you kind of travel for freaking uh 
Swiss. <laughs> Miss, Miss this was Swiss. This was Swiss. I had a feeling it was Swiss. Um, yeah. yeah. What um, <clears throat> was it? A similar process of you, you know, really wanting to to kind of uh, expand your um, your own. Like, did it did it feel like a challenge to kind of take on a song like that, given that it was something that, in a lot of ways, was a bit different from what you'd already created? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. I mean, the story of like how it was even how it happened is like kind of crazy. I was mm. just telling someone I was telling someone yesterday I was working on it. Like, it was fully spontaneous. I actually wasn't there for music. I was there for a family trip that my dad insisted we all go on and tour different, go to different places in Europe and obviously visit relatives. Tour the Swiss. So, <laughs> so okay. and visit, you know, like I, I hadn't really been to Europe like that before. So I, you know, being the the hustler that I think I was for a good amount of my life, uh, I was just like, listen, I'm going to weave in as many opportunities as I can to make music and to work wow. on projects. And sorry no. I told I told um so as I'm hitting people up it just kind of like happened like Sophia I, I told her that I was in town and she was like yo there's this song and I was like wait this is kind of crazy I can't I can't write record shoot a music video in all this time I'm literally in Switzerland I think for two days or one and a half days You're joking. at that point yeah it was wow. no it was like <laughs> Yeah, I think it was like two days, basically. It was an evening. I like distinctly remember because I flew in. Sophia picked me up from the airport. We drove to the place where we recorded. Mm -hmm. I recorded that night. We planned the music video that night. Next morning, full day we shot. Wow. And that's it. <laughs> so insanely, insanely spontaneous, uh, spontaneous video. Wow. And um, I guess to answer your original question, like it... I think that, and, and so the lyrics for that, I, I was actually on the train in London and I just had this like interview at BBC mm. um, with Ashanti Omkar. And I was like, yeah, she was like, yeah, what are you working on? I was like, yeah, you know, Sophia told me about this project, but there's no way I could do it. Like, I'm going to be there for a day. And she was like, uh, what? And she like, basically like, I feel like she's really good at like motivating and like mm. talking to me in a very like, yo, you can do this. You got this type of way. And so then on the train ride back home from that interview, I was like sandwiched between my mom and my dad. And I listened to the song. I was like, yo, yes. And it all just came out. It, it was like, honestly, a little like effortless. And I feel like it's, again, the way that sometimes my creative process, it, it'll just hit me in these weird ways. Um, incredible. So, yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, it's incredible that you, uh, you all pulled that off in such a short span i also feel like your Thank dad you. probably wasn't very happy that you you, you weren't joining them for all the family visits that's <laughs> like one i mean obviously i'm thinking about how in, intense that schedule is over the course of a day and a half but i also just picture your dad very grumpy just being like <laughs> she's not here <laughs> she's she's out being busy you know you know honestly i think now that I mentioned that interview that happened in London, I feel like that was a moment where, which kind of, I don't know if it was a shift, but like that was maybe the first moment that I saw my parents being like, okay, she's like doing this interview by this, like at this reputable plate, like, you know, like BBC, like, oh, like until that, it's like, it, my parents were, it was really, I mean, also when relatives are like hitting them up and being like, yo, you're like, okay, your daughter, that's pretty cool. 
And yeah, like, yeah. I feel like it's all these little things that kind of like made them kind of like be a little bit more chill about it. I would, I would say for, for a long time. And I mean, maybe even partly now, like, it's kind of like, yo, what is, what are you doing? Like, mm. you know, when I was like trying to write music and they're like, not, you know, not really seeing that path for me in any way at all. Like yeah. I, I never even saw that path for me until very recently in my, in my life. So um, yeah, during that trip, I think my dad was like, I think he like that was kind of during that 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 point I think mm. where like after that interview where like he was like like he talked to Ashanti Omkar at BBC it was just like yo like okay like I feel like I I felt there was a little bit of I'm a little bit proud of you and I know it's like hard to get that I don't even know if he's, a, he's ever said that to me like that but like he could just tell a little bit and, yeah. and it's hard to get that right with brown dad so that was that was that was one moment and I think so like he's generally been like the been the one to like he'll be like yeah do you need a ride I'll drive you to this place wow. to the shoot and 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 kind of got in more of a supportive vibe like wow which it's crazy to think how much growth even our parents can have you know like yeah. from from mm-hmm. where he was yeah where where my parents were years ago it, it's it's just um yeah I think it was one nice thing that's kind of happened with me writing music and being more myself, you know? Yeah. Um, so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I may on parents, uh, parents are such an interesting concept, you know, because <laughs> concept. They, they raise us and, you know, sometimes they're not given the choice to even have us. Sometimes they do have that choice. Mm. And then we're in a constant struggle with them to see, do they like me? Or are they, you know, are they opposed to me? And then when I'm doing something, you know, are they gonna be like, come up to me and be like, this is hard, or are they gonna ignore it? And then, but we we wanna know what they think though. Yeah. Which is yeah. an odd thing that we all, I don't, I can't speak for everybody on the Zoom or even everybody in my neighborhood but do do we all try to get our parents approval? Do we all need that? Like, yeah. what's up with that? <laughs> what's, up with that? <laughs> what's up with parents? What's up with parents? It's like, it's like shit, Seinfeld impression. Yeah. What's the deal with them? They raise us and then they hate us. <laughs> I think that's the that episode right <laughs> there. Um, that's good, that's good. But uh, but no, you, you know <laughs> you talked about your dad, <laughs> brown brown dads just not uh, not being the greatest. I was about to say, oh yeah, brown dads love showing, not telling. But I was like, brown dads love not really showing mm-hmm. and definitely not telling. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think you 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 brought up something really special. Is that um, the fact that like you know he and and I think this is something that I, I I've certainly seen is like rather than the like hey I'm, I'm proud of you and this is really amazing what you're doing or like yeah like you know I love you unconditionally and I support you unconditionally those two things are conveyed by like oh where do you need to go all right I'll take you or what does your bus all right we're gonna go we're gonna take you yes you exactly yeah yes yes and you know what I realized that when learning about like love languages and mm. you know I don't know how much mm. you guys like know about that oh, yes and I was like oh wow I think my dad's love language is like acts of service because man's is ready to drive me anywhere, anytime, pick me up anytime, any place, no matter where. Wow. And it's like, yeah, it's, 
I was like, that was kind of like this like, whoa, light bulb for me because acts of service is not my top love language, mm. I think at all. So then it's interesting. I think when we have these like incompatibilities and like kind of when we're trying to read each other like that, it's like, oh, like, right. As you said, it's like, oh, like he's willing to drive me anywhere, anytime. Like that's maybe how he's able to express it. And, yeah. you know, like that's, I've, I've learned to appreciate that. I mean, I, I love my dad and yeah, yeah. I love you. Like, <laughs> if, if you do listen to he's, he's definitely listening. I was going to say earlier when you were like, when, when, when you mentioned like, you know, they, they really, they, it kind of clicked with them, you know, how serious you are about your music and, how seriously people take you as they should when you did this this bbc interview um i was about to say i'm like you know just so you know they're gonna be you know financially backing you after they listen to this this episode i hope you hope you know that it's gonna get to that level um certainly not but you know we Mm -hmm. we hope maybe um <laughs> shout, out to BBC. shout out to bbc shout out to bbc even though yeah. nivek had a like i hate british people <laughs> shout- oh. <laughs> she knows thank you for calling yeah. it out here i am on my ones just trying to be like nivek you can't just write off a whole fucking you know what i love this right here this is excellent she heard something she didn't like and she called me out right now and you know <laughs> i'm gonna respond Go ahead. You know, the thing is, for breakfast, they eat beans. <laughs> so it's like, you know, how do I, I like, you know, cereal, bagel. <laughs> bagel. I, <laughs> I eat bagel and sandwich, both for breakfast. <laughs> I eat the worst, but then they, they take a toast, right? Normally, I put butter on it. You put butter on it? <laughs> Dude, yeah. They put butter on it, too. They take the whole Heinz bean can and they just pour, drizzle that like it's barbecue sauce or something. Like, no, <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> but you know what? What I do have to say about uh, UK, because honestly, what, like, I was going to say, I can't shout out their leadership because that's, that's Fair. not good. They destroyed the whole world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, Nivek is, so, Nivek, yeah, I, 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 you know what, it's fair, you know, Nivek, you're, you're, uh, you were bringing up some points, man, it wasn't just about the beans and toast, it was about, you know, it was about being critical of the way that, you know, colonization has, has disrupted the world, you know, but. It's, uh, it's, it's overstanding versus understanding, <laughs> on that, I was overstanding, but everybody else understanding. Oh, I see, but I see. The root of it was, you know, Britain. Oh. the whole world and you know they did what they did to it but um what are the yeah. good things what are the good things um british television is usually very good right okay solid always S- sex education they have you know two brown people on there that's so. right one who's tumble one, one of the actresses is oh. tumble shout outs um <laughs> Um, but, that's, <laughs> but thank you thank but, you yeah. it's it's reassuring or not reassuring it's just nice to know people are listening they're really taking in his his words you know mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's important to us people are listening but uh yeah um, no uh, colonialism is real though that's i amazing. was even i was even today just like even just us being in these like cold countries i was like yo all of this is why are we living this life my body's not meant to be in this temperature wearing like jacket like all of it is all rooted to so you have a point of it i am not a i get you 
Yeah, like we all truly deserve to be, you know, cracking open a mango on a cracking large open. field. <laughs> it's not a fucking beer can. <laughs> <laughs> Just crack and a cold one with the bowels over there. Just crack it open. Cracking open that mango and then lying on a nice field. Like that's what we should, while sun hits us, that's what we should be feeling right now. Not a beach, a field. <laughs> it's very specific <laughs> about that. But also shouldn't be beach waves. You know, yeah, that's right, that's right. yeah. <laughs> well, Nivik's all about the meadows, clearly. Um, oh, okay. um, I'm a meadow guy. I'm a meadow guy. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I want to transition a little bit here. You know, um, when you when when you think about like uh, that that kind of acceptance, particularly from from your parents, you kind of spoke about um, something that's like very very difficult for um, you know people like people like Nivek and I who um who who you know we obviously are very fortunate to have people who listen to this podcast and engage with us you know and, and tell us when we say wild things about you know whole nations but um but generally speaking we also have not been on the receiving end of um a lot of like hate or or kind of like um just like bigotry you know and I think um it's certainly something that like we know to a great degree it's something you've experienced one as a result of of being like a woman who makes art which is a very like sad that like well one it goes below being a woman who makes art it just goes being like a woman on the internet a thumbnail woman on the internet um but we we're it's very clear to us that like that's something that that you and, and many other artists uh thumbnail artists thumbnail women um have kind of experienced just for like existing which is obviously uh not only really painful but it's not really something that Nivek and I can kind of speak to and um yeah I suppose as important as it is and as like as clearly as you kind of demonstrated you know how much you're you're like you persevered and you you continue to like continue to make your art without without listening to these these kind of idiots um I guess I I was kind of curious to know if it if it ever has like if it ever has gotten to you, if it ever has kind of made you want to like, be like, fuck, fuck all of this, you know, fuck all of you. I'm out of here. Um, yeah. Cause that's, it's scary. It's not something that we can really speak to uh, as people who, who aren't necessarily kind of like public facing in the, in the same way that you've been with your, with your music. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, I, I'm just like really sensitive okay like that's one part of it that's one part of it yeah but yeah and and proportionately it's not like 90% hate 10% are fucking with me it's like mostly people are like supportive right but then mm -hmm. there's the people who will make it their one duty to get in your live stream and send you like explicit explicitives I'm so sorry I'm my no, no, no worries. No worries. No first worries. of all, first of all, you don't ever have to apologize for the English language. <laughs> oh right, right, right. Oh, yo, 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 straight up, straight up. <laughs> I made the same mistake. I was mispronouncing some word. I was like, yeah, forget it. It's not my, it's not uh, my shit. That's, that's the outlook I need in life. <laughs> Nivek, exactly. thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's like I feel like there was, there was one time I feel like in June where I was like I planned this like gig and I was like really excited about 
doing this and it's like somehow they'll manage to just come through and pull through and a lot of times it is Tamil dudes and I was actually just talking earlier so like it's like not all Tamil dudes like like yeah, I was telling okay. I was telling to, yeah. I was telling a friend about your podcast and I was just like you know these guys are like unproblematic brown guys which are rare to find so like you're both have, unicorns and we have hey know. no 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 we have we have, we have <laughs> propensity to cause harm you know we, we we certainly do and and that's just kind of the truth and and that's okay we have to we have to acknowledge it and just think about how to how to be better but yeah, i mean at the same time right there's clearly tons no, of people I, who don't uh who don't who just like are either so blinded by what they've kind of been conditioned to believe or just have so much anger or hate and you know taking yeah. it out on on women is the way that they they choose to do that I, but sorry yeah i i mean i think ultimately like the perspective that one needs to have is like i mean clearly like this person is at like a low place in their life or is suffering through some way if they're having to use their energy to do that right yeah. um but then it's like okay like how much do how much do i have to bear and why do i have to be bearing that type of burden mm -hmm. why do i have to get this type of stuff like yelled at me when i'm not and this is happened. i mean even in person i've had these like terrible ass vibes from like double dudes at gigs mm -hmm. whereas like like even this past year not having gigs it's, it's fucking sucks because i love performing but it's like oh not having those vibes at like these like double gigs mm -hmm. wow like that's peace. It's, you're, you're at peace. It's, yeah. it's, it's a type of peace that i feel like and that's not to say all double gigs either because like there are those like I feel like people are trying to create safe spaces in some ways, but um, I think, you know, the type of, you know, type of party that I guess, like, I'm talking about. And, um, yeah, I think, like, ultimately, it's, um, you have to realize that it is their problem at the end of the day, right? And it's not mine, but that also requires a level of, like, mental fortitude, which I wish that I fucking had. Yeah. And... I think I like, I mean, like there are moments where I do have it, but I think especially like in like years, like this past year where it was just hard, like losing my grandparents, like, mm -hmm. I, like I, I lost both of my like paternal grandparents within like 10 days of each other. And it was just like, and then sure. COVID and yeah. South by Southwest got canceled. I was like, bitch, can yeah. this just, can yeah. <laughs> this just oh one after the other, yeah. um, not to make this we make space for it all we make space for it all yeah um thank you i mean it's yeah i i appreciate you asking because i feel like that's like one thing i i like would like to get over and i think the way that i've been kind of dealing with it is not really being super active on social media which is like i mean that should not be the option right like yeah but I think, yeah, you have to like kind of take care of yourself and take care of your mental health, like as your first checkpoint, right? Um, uh -huh. yeah. So I think not being so much on social media is like not like giving as much opportunity for those kinds of voices um, to step in. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. I mean, thank you. Thanks for, for sharing that with us and kind of, talking about it publicly because like you said it's like you're there is like i can imagine there are there are people that you speak to and there are people that you know in, i mean sometimes I'm, I'm sure it's something that even enters uh our own minds which is like oh if we stop showing up or if we stop kind of like en entering this like digital public 
forum that is you know fucking social media um that like they win you know um by way of like backing away or like shying away but i don't think that's necessarily true especially if it's like okay the only place that this person thinks they hold power over me is in like the comment section of instagram then like as soon as i take that away from them like what do they have and what piece do i gain right uh what piece do you gain and um that's like a very 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 difficult thing i think also when when you kind of consider what like element a role like i mean how how important as an artist and like you know thinking about brand right that like being you know being active in and engaging with people on social media is but like i really appreciate that that you've kind of taken the stance to be like i'm gonna make sure that i like am I'm like in a healthy enough place to like get up out of bed and like see the next day, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. because obviously, you know, you you want your art to flourish and you want to feel like you're engaging with the people who are supportive. Right. And and who are uh, who are there to kind of like to to encourage you. Um, Mm. But yeah, you have to do you you have to do. Um, Yeah. 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 I I think. I don't know if that's necessarily like what my permanent tactic will be, but mm. it's like I right now, like I'm chilling. That's <laughs> all know? that matters, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really all that matters. If it's like if it's what feels good by you. Hey, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sick first time on hey, the ball. He <laughs> <laughs> just knew, you know, me being extra calm, extra nice. Like, hey dad, imagine I was like, um for non-tamil <laughs> listeners appa is oh. a tamil word for dad uh how funny but how funny would it have been if my reflex was just like daddy get out of here <laughs> oh shit uh, that's because really i saw him come in i, was, I saw that hey dad you waved him before we I both waved <laughs> i hope he got it hi to your dad he's definitely there uh it's not like i didn't tell him that i was doing this <laughs> That's okay. That's a good little uh, break good. from uh, you know a, a serious and uh, an important conversation. Um, I, uh, you know, I we actually have a of a, a a friend in the, a friend of the show, fan of the show, uh, friend, good friend of yours personally, um, Mel Melinda Yogendran, who actually has a fan submitted question that I'm going to uh, read here really quickly. Um, oh Melinda, my god, Melinda asks. Um, I would love to hear Rolex Recipe speak on um, navigating South Asian uh, male-dominated spaces and dealing with people trying to tell her who she needs to be. Hmm. Wow, yeah. This is very, like, very relevant <laughs> question to be asking. Because I feel like, yeah, like, at the end of the day, not even just like Thamel, like in, in New York, I feel like a lot of the, it's like, it, it is kind of grouped together into like a South Asian space. Yeah. Um, and generally they are very like male dominated. Um, how does one navigate? I, I think it's, it's really like just not getting sucked into, you know, even just like one thing that I think maybe, I don't know if that's very like South Asian male driven, maybe it is just kind of like this, like, 
male driven idea of like being like a hustler and like you know having to like hustle like work till you death and like like i don't think that that's um i feel like that type of culture i feel like is a lot of times like celebrated or like looked highly upon in like south asian spaces i mean granted like it i feel like people are trying to make their mark in this music and like it's like the people who are like working extremely hard who maybe can only be able to achieve xyz yeah. make this a sustainable career mm-hmm. whatever it is um and i think and maybe that is like a, a privilege that i have to be able to i mean i i, I have another job that i can like work at yeah. and and not fully um you know i i do have to hustle with that job but yeah. i think i think like ultimately just like tapping into like what you're what who you actually are so that it also does take some self reflection on like is is this hustle like mentality like actually truly giving me happiness because i do think that that as i said earlier i think that that was like a huge like part of me for a good amount of time mm. like even just like shooting like the the music videos that i did doing the projects that i did it's like it was like every like waking breathing living moment i was like you know i was either at work or i was like doing something towards music um but like i feel like at the end of the day it's just like okay like am i seeking validation from someone am i trying to prove this one person wrong am i trying to like so right it's like you kind of have to tap into like what is the reason that you're doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and then a uh, work accordingly right and yeah. i i guess that's kind of like how i generally navigate um mm-hmm. and and like yeah i just can't i I can't be one of those people. I feel like there are a lot of people who can be something or like be the certain type of persona or brand that maybe is not too close to who they are, but mm-hmm. I realize I'm not necessarily that type of person, so I do have to be a little bit more like authentic. I feel like for me to be able to um which I mean you guys I feel like I you relate to, but um yeah, I I think it's it's really about being true to yourself like as cliché as that might sound. That's I feel like something that's that's my navigate navigation GPS. GPS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. You had fan submitted questions. I didn't. Well, in Did this we? case, you know, special fan, special friend. Wow, special friend, yeah. wow, wow! Thank you, thanks you, thank you, Mel. I love you. <laughs> She's my BFF. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> Shout out. Um, if, if I if I might just uh, talk quickly, just quickly about hustlers. Um, maybe the hustler hater circles kind of form a Venn diagram here, so I can kind of address both. But that kind of mentality is, oh, keep hustle, keep work, 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 like get seven hustles. Um, maybe try you know, maybe attach a swing to a tree and just sit on it and do nothing else for one hour, you know? Um, appreciating just these small instances of happiness, you know? Maybe, and for me, I'm not a, I was once thinking like I gotta I gotta you know have three jobs four jobs Mm -hmm. but then I realized um you know I don't have to be like that 
Right. You know, um, you know, I, what's interesting about this is I originally thought I had something to say here, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was don't. like, talk to me, talk to me. This guy's hitting you with the SAG award speech. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where's he going? <laughs> On some Joaquin Phoenix shit. But you realize that you didn't have to be this like hustler that I think society tells us to be. Is that, am I? That is the gist of it. Also, you, brought it you brought it home for him. You also, for him. Um, maybe don't be such a damn lame and hit, <laughs> uh, can't, like DM uh, women hate stuff, you lame. Like, do something fun. <laughs> live, live your life. Like, DM us. Like, We're lonely. What the hell? <laughs> DM me um, exclusively. Uh, your thoughts about anything. I'll take <laughs> them right. all. That's and I'll right. respond to all of them with thought. Mark Zuckerberg, find a way to redirect comments, you know, DMs, whatever it is. Find a way to redirect, you know, just so the same way you can redirect emails if someone sends it to you and you're out of office. Help us out. Redirect, you know, anything that's hate related, just redirect it to the high top one. You know, we'd love this very empty in there. Let's <laughs> bring them our way. Hmm. Shit, I feel like that wouldn't be too hard for them to figure out how to do, Just, work that I, algorithm or something. Overlord Mark, man, he knows. He knows. He knows what to do. Um, Mark. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, it's um, it's yeah. I think the the last thing I uh, I will say about the the this kind of like this hustle agenda, which like we know is is very much rooted in like a. a a prescribed idea of like what it means to like be successful what it means to be valid right um rooted in like our our worth rooted in like what we produce rather than just what we are inherently um i also recognize you know that that um this idea of like hustling becomes a necessity for some people and i, and I know the two of you know this too but i think it's worth reflecting on is like it becomes a necessity as a result of like some, sometimes someone's circumstances and, and you touched on mm -hmm. that too um but I think the, the, the key line is like, uh, is, is, is thinking about and like being able to identify that like hustling, uh, you know, you, you commit to hustling as like a, a, to like meet a need, right? Or to like a, address a need versus it just becoming your personality, right? Um, mm. there, are, there are plenty of people who I'm sure we all know who are hustling so hard, working multiple jobs, running multiple projects, and like still being decent and grounded human beings. Um, and it's not that they like don't enjoy that, that hustle and bustle and like that kind of like busyness because I'm sure it, it's exciting and it drives them towards something that they wanna do. Something that I haven't, hadn't ever considered was like, oh, so I'm sure for a lot of people staying busy is like a way of soothing an anxiety, you know, of like, you know, as a result of maybe like experiencing poverty in your lifetime and like never wanting to like, you know, uh, find yourself in that place again um yeah. but at the same time like it being it being the thing that that kind of like defines you is uh i think the way i think i try to think about it is that it's not fair to yourself right it's really not fair to yourself to 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 believe or to kind of like build your identity around what it is that you do and how, how much you do and how much you make right um and ultimately, I think that's so much of what we see happening or has happened to a lot of brown men or to a lot of brown people in these spaces. I mean, it's also very difficult for, for us to even 
truly understand what that looks like in the context of America, which is, I think is very, is, is very different. Um, I think that's maybe how I, how I feel. Um, but I think that like, there is an, a, an added layer to that of just like, um, just like how, how much kind of like more in, intense it is, right? Like how more, how much more intense, like wage gaps are, how much more intense, mm-hmm. like, um, just like, like, I don't even know if it's a cost of living, but just like, you know, how you kind of like make a living um yeah i i think yeah these are these are like these are things that make it uh, as as easy as it might be for for me to want to just be like fuck off and just like chill out and like take a deep breath you know just like Navik said you know it's like build a tire swing and just like swing for a day for a minute um it's like what makes it very frustrating and i can imagine what makes it like particularly difficult and and kind of like exhausting to constantly have to be up against right and constantly have to you know they're like oh shit here we go again meme like that's what i think Mm. it's just like every time you walk into a room it's just like okay here we go let's do this all over again yeah yeah I, i i think that's definitely a really good point you bring up like i mean that people yeah for some people it's like there's no option but to hustle for sure like and and I feel like I I probably still consider myself like a hustler in some sense but like but I think also one key element is like don't look down on people who are doing that it's not like the Mm. the be all end all for everyone it's not necessarily what works for everyone like um and that's not like just like the one way to live which I think like at one point there or there's certain like I feel like some narrative that like kind of pushes that that's like this is the way and like you're yes. wasting your life if you're not doing this and I think that's where it's like okay bro chill like yes yeah, there's yeah. a lot more yeah yeah um, to clarify it's it's not I'm not hating on a person of that course, course. you know has to work three jobs it's obviously the, <laughs> yes, the, hust- the real hustler versus the hustler personality mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's the yes. hustler personality that's can be a problem yeah precisely some say that's you know pretty infectious <laughs> sorry what <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> there's there's nothing there i'm just uh is that a coronavirus joke is that what you're no, talking no, about no, no. Like, too soon, too too like, Jesus no, Christ, no, 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 no there's no there's no hey come on hey. come on we're not there's no there's no need for that because it is a very ha- harmful thing that is really destroying our communities and i'm tired of it i'm sick of it i'm sick of it i want it out of here get it out of here and hey everybody go get your astrazeneca virus (laughs) you were about to say astrazeneca virus virus. you were about to say astrazeneca virus oh my god vaccine vaccine virus (laughs) um get all any of the vaccines that pop up they're all safe right scientists yeah yeah, yeah. they're all safe <laughs> I, you know yeah. trusted source trusted source know, Dvake, so come on. okay yeah <laughs> but uh rolex or as we, as we established earlier roly um you know something that i wonder i listen to you know songs by artists other artists yourself and i always wonder even the song honestly i really like uh you on that production for honestly um but i wonder how do you know when to stop working on a song 
how do you know this the eighth take or the 15th or two twice is good yeah that's honestly like i feel like something i battle with still like um <laughs> i think also like first i don't know honestly honestly i think that streaming now <laughs> it's like spotify all platforms um i think that it's it's kind of you have to force and like kind of fight against this like inner voice i think that's just like yo i can find you this i can find you this and one way that i've kind of like dealt with that is by like setting like external deadlines that i've told other people <laughs> right. that and i feel like maybe like with something like honestly it's like and and with the course that i like generally do with like the music projects like announce a date oh shit mm. there's a date i can't so sometimes that's kind of how you have to hold yourself accountable because if it's just like myself with me and my own like i could just keep on developing you know songs like that um i could just keep on going and i i feel like it's also a little bit the carnotic like training in me that's just like oh like way like too much of a perfectionist um but yeah yeah sometimes sometimes you gotta just set deadlines and and make you know the, the world hold you accountable in, in a way Damn, if it doesn't if God. you can't hold yourself yeah, yeah. <laughs> we literally just talking about like pressure and try to relieve ourselves of pressure and here, <laughs> here you are just be like hey new song coming out tomorrow night Meanwhile, you're just like you're still writing the lyrics you're like here we go giving yourself like a good amount of breathing time but sure. but yeah yeah i mean i i don't like I, I don't put out stuff that i'm like not satisfied with though so like it, it's really like putting your 100 percent as you know in the in the steps leading up to it um yeah 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 mm-hmm. that's that's tough that's really tough and uh, <laughs> it seems like it's something that's worked for you to also like like you said kind of give yourself that accountability right public accountability you're gonna have yeah next I'm... time you release a song the, the, like like a minute before you're gonna have Vivek and I uh just message you like bro where's the song <laughs> I'm hitting refresh bro what are you saying yeah please uh, please <laughs> you can help me in that sense I think it's a balance at the end of the day because I know we're like hustle culture I think at the end of the day you have to find a middle ground right like yeah so right. yeah we don't want to because you can absolutely get stuck in a trap of not releasing anything because nothing mm-hmm. is like is perfect right mm-hmm. and, um yeah that's like that's that's a that's a tough thing to kind of re- work with and especially in, in your case where you know it's art and it's um it's music videos and it's like lyrics that are that once they're out there they're out there right and people are engaging yeah. with it um so yeah. that's a very scary thing to like let go of you know yeah um yeah. I want to very quickly kind of ask what um, what kind of sustaining yourself creatively has looked like, you know, in the past year where making trips to visit producers or to visit friends, you know, to, to have come to travel to Toronto or, um, or, or just kind of maybe get inspired in the ways that you have. You mentioned feeling really inspired by your travels. Um, having, being limited in those ways, um, did you find yourself leaning into or resorting to or investing more time in, in different um, in different places as a means of, yeah, allowing for the creative juices to continue to flow? Has it been a tough year for you in, in terms of 
in terms of you know sustaining your creativity yeah um i would say i think i think that i had already been writing a lot like before the pandemic and it was a lot of like drafts types of things that like were not coming to fruition to actual songs because i don't like i don't produce like i have all the sounds in my head but i don't know how to actually execute it right um but i think ultimately it has been hard to like create new content i think like i i do thrive off of like traveling new experiences new places so then when this year has been like none of that i feel like it, it has been hard to kind of like for things to be just born but somehow despite that there has been some like maybe it hasn't been as often that i've come up with some stuff but the stuff that i have like worked on um i've i've managed with like zoom calls too like i i've like the producer that um i worked on for the song usipeti it was on like on maestro's album it's not my, i'm featuring on it anyway but like we we like have been doing like zoom sessions and like he's in germany like ultimately like kind of like there's been some kind of positive like even the fact that we're able to sit here and have this interview right like we realize like oh we have these apps and we can actually like connect and continue to do things that way so i think like creatively like zoom has been a thing that has helped even though like with like work like i'm kind of like zoom burned out a little bit yeah. um but yeah um i think that i I just like I'm holding dear like the the few things the few times that I have been able to create and, and make things and um I've been working with like a producer close by who I'm able to work with and nice. um I've been writing some songs that I'm like I feel like is is true to like who I am and what I want to be putting out in terms of my sound I feel like I I'm wary of being put into this box of like this like independent Tamil female artist who's writing this type of music and it's always like empowering yeah like th this is not necessarily like the box I, I I think I am as great as it is a box to be in like to be described in that way mm -hmm. so in a way like not having to like be at these gigs and like these expectations of other people at all these places like I feel like I'm making this music that is um you know fulfilling to me and I'm able to make it the way that I wanted to sound and not thinking so much about like what is going to perform well um as much as you do have to think about that to yeah. to you know yeah. how to think about how like feasible and and sustainable your music career is but right. um i think also being true to yourself is another huge part of that too so yeah 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 that's been a, a theme i think throughout this interview is kind of reflecting on what uh, what feels right by you um, and it sounds like in the past year you've, you've prioritized that, which, yeah, something we're obviously very happy to hear uh, and happy to kind of know and excited to to hear what kind of music and, and what kind of art comes out of that. So thanks for Thank sharing. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. I was Thank impressed you. with like people releasing music during last year and this year because you're making music yeah. out of your, you know, you're in your home. Maybe you're going to work. Maybe um, taking a bus. Like are you really getting materials so that's always super interesting to hear and do you see yourself like playing around in like different genres because you can do anything technically thanks <laughs> i yeah yeah i like i've been i've been doing kind of songs with like 
an R&B vibe and like I mean like I feel like dance hall is like something that I've like generally like love and like I've done in my songs but I think I've been kind of diversifying with my with my um sound and yeah I I do think that sorry your your original question (laughs) I'm so sorry I lost track it's just like you pretty much got it but it's pretty much like uh are you have you thought about like going to other genres and stuff like that yeah you said you, you did all that yeah yeah I think like honestly I've been a little bit like more hesitant because like I feel like a lot of my audience has become kind of more Tamil and I have these English songs that I feel like I'm I'm that's my native like like as in I was born in, I was born here and like that I'm more fluent in English right um and so like I I do have these songs in English and I and I feel like I'm like I've been second guessing myself of like how people will receive it um and but I think that this time has been kind of like a nice time to like fine tune and and you know branch out and and continue to because I I do think that that's something that I I, I look up to people who are able to be that versatile, like like Air Rahman's or like like in MIA, like just having that versatility, I feel like it's like a quality that I admire. So I do hope to be very like expansive with the genres that I work with. And I think that that's been the case this past year. Incredible. Mm. Country album coming next. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, don't be boxed in. That's the thing. People expect, everybody's expecting thumb music. Shock them. Give them some bluegrass. <laughs> Give them some bluegrass. <laughs> like, that's what they need. Yeah. Oh, wow. That <laughs> angle, have not explored. Thank you for giving me the idea. Just think about it. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, <laughs> go for it. If I might just, uh, I guess. You know, because we're coming close to, to wrapping that up here. Um, I just wa- I just want to know. You know, have you guys seen the film B movie? I did when I was uh, young, and I for the most part wiped it from my memory. Have you, Relax Recipe, seen the movie the B movie? <laughs> Is it a movie about bees? <laughs> Sadly, yes. Yeah, you're pretty on the ball. So. You know, I'm a real, I consider myself a cinephile. I like great movies, mm. you know, like, um, what's a great movie? You know, Minari, mm-hmm. Moonlight, mm-hmm. Space Jam. Okay. It's so classic. Contentious, yeah. Um, <laughs> but B-Movie is one of those movies that kind of stops you because essentially the the storyline is this bee has a relationship with a human woman, Right. Oh, I don't remember that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of amazing because she has a, a partner in the film who's a man, right? A guy. Okay. And this bee took this guy's like wife, essentially. Wow. Mr. Steel, He's a girl. bee. He's a bumblebee. Wasn't that the kids, the kids movie or am I thinking of something else? <laughs> this is a kids movie. Um, no, actually it wasn't. It, okay, was like, uh, it was a kids movie. It wasn't a kids movie. The B movie is a kids movie. Unless you're thinking about a different movie. The B movie was a kids movie. <laughs> no, I saw Jerry Seinfeld, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I gotta look up the rating right now. The B yeah. Movie. It's just um they really this was like ten plus years ago, but they really went for it then to push boundaries and be like, you know what, we're going straight B to human <laughs> like relationship. You know, and I think that's like 
something that people skip over. Like, it was snubbed by the Oscars that year. <laughs> Shut the- like, he wasn't even looked at at the, at the Academy Awards, you know? Okay. <laughs> oh, my just, gosh. Uh, just a quick thought uh, that they came to me today. You know, um, that's it's a it's an important point to think about. Um, thank you. <laughs> where can people where can people watch the B movie? I need to see what's up with this film. Um, hmm, it might be on Netflix, but I thoroughly encourage you torrent it. <laughs> like, you know, it's like I think. Look, buy everybody that you likes music, but films like you know, if you're not feeling the person in real life like that, it's okay to torrent it once in a while. Yeah. I think it's okay. Not short films, long form films. Never short films. You know, try and keep the indie films out of your torrents. But um, thank you for that bit, Nivek. You know, this is the place where we practice bits. So, (laughs) Rolex Rossetti, thank you for uh, enduring our bits. You know, sometimes, sometimes we just got to test them out. You know, test the waters. I love them. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And thank you for sharing all that you did with us. Um, this was a really, really fun episode. And it was also really nice to um, just kind of have you open up on on what not only these past years look like, but your time as an artist and as someone who's also trying to grow as a person and a human. And uh, yeah, we're really, really, as we have been the past few years, um, are excited about what kind of lies ahead. And we continue to, we certainly will continue to be here and cheering you on from the, the sidelines. Um, so thank you again for, for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's 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 been like, what, two years in the making? <laughs> two, three, six, you know? Who knows? <laughs> and honestly, um, it's worth the wait because we gave him a flawless podcast. Here. We gave him, yeah, flawless. Oh. Perfect, <laughs> perfect podcast. Perfect. One, beautiful. <laughs> It's going to go up as an NFT for 0.21 ETH. There's ba- barely anyone who will get that reference, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Shout out to all my crypto people out there. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, Rolex Rossetti, a.k.a. Roly, uh, where can the people keep up with you? And what can um, new fans, old fans alike uh, expect or, or hope to uh, see from you this upcoming year? Yeah, um, so I, if I am active on some social media platform, it probably will be Instagram. Um, so you can just type in Rolex Rossati. And um, I, I do have all those other social media pages, but uh, Instagram generally is pretty updated with my music and um, just expect to hear some cool songs this year. I don't know how else to sell it to you guys, but- No, no way to sell it. And also- I hope you know- that you have- you trusted me. We trust you. And you know what? I should also, you know what? I should I should have been clear. Even if nothing comes out this year, you know, you're gonna live your life as yeah. the year goes on. You're just gonna yeah. you're gonna do great things. Just doesn't have to be recorded on Instagram, doesn't have to be on Spotify. You're just gonna live, you're gonna lead a healthy life, you know? And that's wow, more than thank you. That's thank you so enough. much. It's rare that you get that kind of sign off on an interview or those <laughs> kind of well wishes. <laughs> so hey. thank you for that. I really appreciate that. You're very, very welcome. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 84 of High Top Flip Flops featuring Rolex Rossetti. As always, you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know, I don't even know how to give 
thumbs up or subscribes or how any of that stuff works on any of these platforms. Clearly, I'm not paying attention to it either. But if you have the propensity to do so, go right ahead. <laughs> I'm clearly not keeping track either. Um, but thanks again, everyone. Let's all say bye on three. One, two, three. Bye. Bye.